0: Boy, it's been so long. We're really, uh, we're out of shape. Out of
1: podcasting shape?
0: Out of podcasting shape. Yeah, that's pretty
1: bad. You can be almost in any shape to podcast. It is not like riding a bicycle. What shape am I supposed to be in? You're out of shape. Oh, I'm the shape of a pear. That's a shape. I think of uh, (laughs) Seinfeld's take on
0: that. Oh, He's
1: got to have that joke, right? You're out of shape or you're in shape. You're in shape, you're out of shape.
0: He what shape joke. are you trying to be in? He has a joke, yeah, for every <laughs> that every phrase and idiom that's ever been in.
2: <laughs> you can't, that I know, he's
1: taking language. You're he's in ta- great
0: You're a great shape.
2: You're in great shape!
0: Yeah, in the shape
1: of a rhombus. Uh, okay, that's a great man. shape. <laughs> you know, uh, you were telling me that uh, Jerry Seinfeld might be coming on the podcast.
0: We decided we would do a uh, podcast for podcasts. I would go in one of his stupid cars. Yeah and uh talked to him it and he agreed to be on this no
1: i thought he agreed to be on your co- podcast the coffee one.
0: Oh, comedians and coffee uh watching cars
1: yeah yeah where you sit there's a big giant coffee cup like a, almost like a hot tub experience and then you talk about coffee i would guess
0: but we also talk about the pixar movie cars mm. yeah. yeah yeah and we, we watch that on a Either one of our phones or a, a laptop, or one of those portable DVD players.
1: But it's just a podcast. You don't get to see it.
0: Please, this is copywritten. Everyone, <laughs> comedians in coffee <laughs> watching cars. Okay, uh, do not steal this. Uh, <laughs> I will take you to court. I won't be able to win any money, but I will. You will have to stop what you're doing. It's too good, yeah. Nobody wants to go to court. Let us do it. (laughs) Do you think Jerry Seinfeld has like one day he's going to run out of comedians for uh, his show? I think he he tapes like six a day, so he's going to run out of comedians, and he's going to end up like having to pick up prostitutes. But in or, in order for them to be on the show, he's first gonna have to take them to an open mic <laughs> so that yeah. they have some experience yeah. as, as yeah. a comedian. So
1: qualify for the show. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. Sure. So sure. he'll
0: pick them up in his uh-huh. like fifty fifty-four, you know, Chevy Impala. I don't yeah. know if that's a, <laughs> a car, but and uh it's got a roomy back seat, perfect for prostitutes. <laughs> and uh, all, and then yeah, they go to an open mic. Uh, and then don't steal it. Din-
1: don't again. Don't steal this.
0: Yeah, and then to a diner. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do the start of the podcast? Yeah, let's do it. Toss
1: possess,
0: tough Review reviewing
1: all your one-star reviewers. Tip and Doug are Scott and Jeff. What happened to Scott and Jeff? They're definitely not buried in a basement. Top possess, Top possessed, one-star podcast with Scott and Jeff is not the best. Alright, Doug, it is showtime. Ready to go? One-star reviews, one-star reviews, we're
0: reading one-star reviews
1: the new theme song that was a die dr pepper talking i'm sorry ladies and gentlemen get ready this is the only podcast with over 1 million episodes and a perfect one star rating it's been described as america's favorite comedy business podcast
0: that's right yeah comedy business true crime podcast it's the
1: place where everyone's a critic So, calling all ears, it's wasage. What does TOSPWASAGE stand for, Doug?
0: the one-star podcast without Scott and Jeff, Kip and Doug. So it's kind of with CAD, but we thought that was a little mouthy.
1: It doesn't have the quick, crisp ring uh, to it like Mm -hmm. wasage does.
0: Yeah, TOSPWASAGE.
1: Yeah, it just uh, rolls right off of the tongue.
0: And knocks you on your ass. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we've taken an extended break. Um, to give you a rest, to give you a rest, and because you know podcasting for Kip and I is just like a hobby, okay? Mm-hmm. We're not like these other like podcasters like uh Dax Shepherd <laughs> or you know, Jason Bateman, <laughs> who have nothing else going on in their lives, <laughs> so they just podcast all the time
1: <laughs>
0: like, Kip and I got shit to do.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Can you imagine how little you have to have going on to have a hit podcast? <laughs> but now we're back. Yeah. yeah, now we're back. A lot of people say it's um, that the
1: podcast is very similar to Ted Lasso.
0: Uh, now, are you just mentioning this so that we could put it in our search terms? <laughs>
1: so yeah.
0: Yeah. People will, yeah. We could do a little Ted Lasso recap. Every episode, you know,
1: sure. yeah, I, I mean the fact that we are talking about Ted Lasso right now means I can call the name of this episode Ted Lasso <laughs> <laughs> let's uh we should get into this podcast here. I mean, uh, and the numbers are growing did I tell you about this? we now it, officially we have a cult following Doug, no shit, did you know this? yeah, um several different cults listen to it. Oh, the branch yeah. Davidians listen uh-huh. to it like every episode. Yeah. Um, Naxium, oh, that's a good they one. They require their cult members to listen to it.
0: Well, it is a very sexy podcast, which
1: is great. Um, the Heaven's Gate,
0: hmm. Those yep. guys
1: were all about the podcast, trying to find hidden messages in it. They, uh, yeah. they were the ones that went up in the spaceship and cut their penises off.
0: Yeah, they, uh, they caught that, um, ship. Uh, behind the hale Comet. <laughs>
1: That's right. Yeah, they listen. Avid yeah. listeners. So um, Officially, we can call this a cult podcast. We have a cult <laughs> following, Doug.
0: <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I'm very excited to see which cult comes on board next. <laughs> um, Doug, would you like to
1: start things off? Would you like to tease our guest tonight?
0: Oh, we've got what a great a guest coming up after the break for what else you got. Uh, local artist uh, Bon Vivant, yeah. Neil Wax is nice. going to come to the podcast and talk about a friend of everybody's. Okay, Just stay tuned to see what that is. Good,
1: good, good. Vague, deep tease.
0: I'll start out. Yeah, somewhere. Doug,
1: what you got?
0: Okay, here's a. This is kind of depressing. But <laughs> here is a review for Forest Lawn Cemetery. All right. uh, they advertise at Dodger Stadium quite a bit a lot of Forest Lawn ads at Dodger Stadium in case anyone just gets killed by a a ball anyway Rhea E gives Forest Lawn one star and says they put my sister in the wrong urn (laughs) they couldn't find the urn that I had taken me over four weeks and close to 40 emails to order it was Somewhere in the warehouse, according to Hilda, <laughs> not trusting them with my sister's remains, I had them removed from the incorrect urn in front of me. Uh. This was done with a Milwaukee drill. <laughs> it was catching a bit at the bottom, and Hilda, who was supposed to be the manager, tried to use a plastic coffee stirrer to lever it open. Uh. Thankful cremated remains have a metal ID tag on them. Checking that against the coroner's paperwork, I was able to confirm that it was my sister that they put in the wrong urn and presented to me. Uh. I repackaged her into, uh. in, into back into basic plastic box, patting the bag of ashes to fit. Even if Forrest Lawn finds the urn I ordered, I will not be going back. Later, I looked online, and they have a D-minus from the Better Business Bureau. Still looking to order a nice urn for my sister.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Looking
1: to order one. She can't pull the trigger yet. She's still carrying around the Ziploc bag, trying to find the perfect one.
0: Uh, Yeah, (laughs) it is. uh, I mean... how much how
1: oh how bad was the urn that she got on accident
0: i know that's what i how that's...
1: hideous must it have been to go through the trouble of em- opening it having a hard time opening it and then emptying it out somehow n- into not even another urn
0: yeah just into taking like plastic a plastic, bag, plastic out. bag
1: in front of everybody I, i'm just picturing it happening in front of everybody during while they're
0: no, she, it's she, a
1: service during a service, she's like, it's a full, she's dumping it into a Ziploc bag.
0: Yeah. No, she said she put it in, I think she said she put it, I repackaged her into a basic plastic box. So that's what. <laughs>
1: what?
0: So what I'm are sure, you talking like, about, like, what did, wear? I guess since she was handed the wrong urn, she, she thought wanted it wasn't to make,
1: the right person inside.
0: Right. Right. Oh. And that's what led her to want to make sure. But then, yeah, then I guess the urn is ruined. Are like how?
1: Then they drilled into the bottom of the urn. I guess I don't
0: understand how urns are manufactured. Like a lot of them are just wooden boxes that uh, you can't like really open them. They're sealed shut somehow. Hmm. So you have to. I guess you probably wouldn't
1: want people to be opening it a bunch.
0: I think you would want it in some sort of pinata.
1: Oh. Yeah. Wouldn't,
0: wouldn't that be fun yeah. to take take yeah. to a party?
1: Do any cultures do that?
0: I don't know. <laughs> there should be more fun like burial type options. I think people can be shot into space now to be space garbage.
1: Yeah. Space garbage. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: uh and people could be buried like in 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 forests just to be like Human f- fertilizer type. That's, I don't one.
1: want that. I want them to uh ca- carve out the, my stomach and then put the put the tree right in there. Like <laughs> oh yeah, tree. yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, it grows all the way it.
1: straight through me, and I'm an actual tree. And, and you're above you, ground. You can, you can come visit me and put a couple of those, you know, those eyeballs and the mustache.
0: Oh yeah, you can stick onto the tree. That's a good you idea. Get
1: one of those that looks like me.
0: I think it would be. um A good like the police should have a service where you could donate your body to them and they take your body across country and like just dump it somewhere (laughs) and see how well the local police department does tracking (laughs) you down
1: (laughs) or or trying trying to solve your death.
0: Yeah, trying to solve your death like yeah, they they could put a bunch of stab wounds in you or something
1: <laughs> so you're like you're you would sign over your remains to be used as some sort of like a
0: mystery training like, device yeah 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 or yeah for <laughs> yeah for like a or you could
1: use it for like one of those uh, mystery rooms or whatever like uh you know people that want to be yeah. like detectives going to go for a birthday party or something but the body oh, is yeah. a real body
0: a dinner <laughs> theater <laughs> mystery <laughs>
1: is this yeah. what you want
0: well yeah i mean want me to
1: do this for you i'll do it for you if you do the tree thing for me
0: <laughs> sure but okay. whoever dies first the other one is going to spend some time in jail <laughs> <laughs> isn't ideal <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay man.
1: there was a lot of so much interesting stuff in that one doug
0: here's here's uh i ask uh, you
1: one more question about it yeah The urn that she did want to get. That Uh she apparently ordered over the course of 40 emails. (laughs) Yeah. And they still got it wrong. Yeah. Uh, Took me 40 emails to order. (laughs) Is that what she said?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, just pick up the phone at some point, right? Like, I don't understand. Uh, Here's another one from Forest Lawn. This is Jeanette who... First says, this is on 821, 2021, says, this place discriminates against cyclists, Whoa! antiquated business practices, unfair and classist, shame on them. And then uh, the head of the cemetery or the business owner, Smith T. or T. Smith, not sure, says, dear Jeanette H., Thank you for your recent Yelp review. Enjoying the serenity, beauty, and history is exactly what we want all guests to experience. However, bicycle riding is prohibited for multiple safety reasons. Grieving families driving in the parks may not see a cyclist in their time of sorrow. May not see a cyclist in their time of sorrow. They
1: don't want to? But what are you picturing? What kind of cyclist are you picturing? Uh, Like a BMX guy (laughs) doing tricks? You know, make building jumps on some of the mounds and stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. I bet some of those things would be perfect. They, to they, like... they
1: had the mound of dirt that they were about to put back in. And this kid jumped off and did a 360.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or he jumped right into the empty grave. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Either the BMX or the like really sleek, you know, uh, professional. Yeah, I guess you don't
1: want You probably don't want to see either of those.
0: Yeah, with the really tight pants.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, Um, Yeah, it's a bit bit distracting. I guess probably the same. They probably don't allow skateboards either.
0: So, (laughs) so one, it says grieving families driving in the parks may not see a cyclist in their time of sorrow. Two, funeral processions can be over one hundred cars at times. Three, maintenance vehicles, tractors, mowers, tampers, etc., that are driving from place to place on and off the road. Yeah. Okay. yeah. four construction vehicles and outside contractors that are developing cemetery property five outside vendors in large trucks delivering caskets vaults etc forest lawn does not discriminate rather we strive to keep all park guests as safe as possible okay and so Jeanette responded to that response
1: okay okay by
0: saying the owner's response makes no sense.
1: <laughs> There's so many. They made so many good points.
0: One, how is a cyclist different from a motorist for a grieving family to see? At the time we were wow. being kicked out by security,
1: <laughs> vehicle, oh, they kicked out,
0: huh? a vehicle gunned its engine past us. That is far more offensive to a somber moment than the silence of a cyclist.
2: Hmm, okay.
1: Are you
0: suggesting cyclists don't have empathy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no but no yeah, good, that's good
0: not choice. what he was suggesting but funny leap to make <laughs> And it makes all cyclists
1: wonder. don't give a shit about dead people <laughs>
0: <laughs> they just want to ride through cemeteries they don't care they find the the least empathetic place possible to ride at all time
2: <laughs>
0: um as someone who has had to bury my own family members, I find that extremely offensive. Your other points also hold no water, as cyclists and motor vehicles, maintenance vehicles, and so on, all share the roads everywhere. I will, re- I will be reporting... <laughs> so
1: she's comparing this to just a regular road.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, I will be reporting your unfair business practices to the public at large.
1: Ooh, the, via this review?
0: Not just here, but all media channels at Whoa. My disposal. Whoa. I have been a tireless champion for cyclists' rights in Los oh. Angeles. Sure, sure. I will continue my support for all cyclists' rights to enjoy open spaces. I saw no spaces for pedestrians or the disabled either.
1: The rest of her reviews have got to be cycling related, don't they?
0: Yeah. I. I they I'll, have to be. I'll take it. I'll take a, another look at her reviews at a later date.
1: But yeah, there's a, she's she's going around wherever she goes and getting mad at them because of the way they treat cyclers.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that idea. Pizza Hut, why don't you allow cyclists <laughs> inside your shop? There's plenty of room to ride around the tables. Uh, <laughs> uh, Johnny J gives Forest Lawn One star and says, somehow these people knew when a dear family member had died, which was creepy. But the weirdest part is they addressed it to stiff family like it's some type of joke. And then he has a picture of the the letter they received, and it is addressed to stiff family. I wonder if his last name is stiff and he's just not saying so. I don't know.
1: Weird. And they put it on the Dodger vision screen. (laughs) The Dodgers game.
0: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) They broadcast. (laughs)
1: They broadcast it through all media channels.
0: They broadcast my wife's cremation on Dodger Vision.
1: (laughs) Go Dodgers.
0: Go Dodgers.
1: Go Dodgers. Anybody you know dying or dead? Give us a call. Oh, uh, um, you thinking about, you thinking about murdering somebody
0: or like, uh, to catch a murder preemptively, like have advertisements that say planning on murdering someone will come arrange make their arrangements at forest lawn beforehand.
1: Oh yeah. Then you arrest them all and find out what crime they were about to do. Yeah. 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 That's a great idea too, Doug. You're full of them today. Full send of me, great ideas.
0: Send me a check. People at the Idea Bureau.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> okay, Kip, what you got? Let me talk to talk to you about puppetry of the penis, Doug. You for you. Uh, with
1: this? Do you remember the um, there?
0: There was a saving point in American history that was puppetry of the penis. And did this precede or come after the vagina monologues?
1: I think it was. Oh, that's a great question. Because I kind of think that it was before. Or, is it possible as independent? Well,
0: no, I, I don't think they have anything. They weren't in response to one another or anything like that. But uh, I remember seeing a segment within one of the real sex on sure, HBO. Sure. sure. They had the puppetry of the penis segment where they, and, you know, they showed like all the different things they would do, like the the wristwatch, you know? Yeah. Now, can I can I ask you this? Because I've not actually seen it.
1: I didn't do yeah. my research, but I should watch it. Right? It's a yeah. it's critically acclaimed.
0: I've got it on four K. Is, is it
1: is it is it guys just twisting their their wangs and scrotes around, or is it they hang them down from above and they've got like faces and arms hanging? and They w- walk around through like a uh, small puppet show.
0: No, like, it's instead it's, of finger
1: puppets, they're penis
0: puppets. I wish that's what it was. Yeah, the second one, but yeah. it's more like. Look at what these different penises can shape shift into. Okay, you know. And then what was the vagina monologues? but That was more like spoken word poetry, I think, or or and like the vagina. Who were no, like well, take the
1: vaginas <laughs> and they make them look like mouths and they do all the monologues. They, I
0: guess, not poetry. <laughs> they were fucking monologues, obviously delivered yeah, by vaginas. No. no, yeah, no. It would. It was. So it was a ripoff of puppetry of the penis. It was men looking at vaginas talking about them. (laughs) (laughs) This is a sidebar, by the way. But I just want to thank Drew Carey for the uh, few lunches I've had at Bob's Big Boy that he's paid for. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Drew Carey. I had an idea how
1: to end the strike. What's that? We join with the garbage man union, and then we stop picking up everybody's garbage. Uh Uh-huh. That'll bring them to the table right away. Nobody's picking up the garbage.
0: <laughs> this puppetry of the penis.
1: <laughs> the ancient Australian art of genital origami.
0: <laughs> genital uh,
1: origami. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, here's how I um, happened upon this uh, puppetry of the penis. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I was on Indeed... Looking for jobs around here, you know, because we're on strike, and I need, and still need money.
0: And puppetry of the penis is hiring.
1: Yeah, politically erect Vegas LLC is hiring puppeteers for the puppetry of the penis job fair.
0: All right, yeah, let's go. When are you picking me up?
1: Uh, full job description. Oh, so uh-huh. here you say um, thirty. <laughs> Says Indeed salary guide, not provided by employer. But 35 to 44K a year is their estimated salary for this. Not not too bad, depending on if your penis can handle it, but um, it says puppeteer auditions.
2: Uh
1: (laughs) March 19th, uh, Puppeteer of the Penis, the internationally acclaimed phenomenon, the Vanity Fair called Dementedly Good Fun has announced the world's first penis job fair. Uh, creator Simon Morley will be holding auditions for new penis puppeteers and seeking penis support staff in Las Vegas on Tuesday, March 31st at Puppetry of the Penis Theater, the jewel box on the corner of Industrial Road and Desert Inn behind the fashion show mall. Aspiring puppeteers may also attend the master class on the same day. Excellent. Yep. <laughs> no puppeteering skills are required, but all applicants must have a firm grasp of their anatomy, he says.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. that's uh uh are there benefits
1: uh the fair's the schedule at twelve thirty, 30 master class penis master so simon morley teaches the top penis installations mm-hmm. and at 1 individual auditions commence it says uh the master class will include instructions on such classic installations as the eiffel tower The Hamburger, which is, I think, the one that set it all off. Yeah. Cockness Monster, the Windsurfer, and the one that mentioned the Wristwatch.
0: Did you say the Cockness Monster?
1: Cockness Monster. Okay. Let's see. uh, Prospective penis puppeteer should respond to this posting for an information kit. Uh, Then there's also another job for the stage management team. Must have a background in rock and roll stage production. A uh, strong stomach and a willingness to stare at 30-foot-high penises for 20 hours a week. The great <laughs> job posting. That's uh, so funny. Uh, street teams. There's some street teams out there. I don't know what they're doing. They're just looking at guys' b- bulges in their pants.
0: Yeah, we need the away. old plastic surgeon back who could just tell <laughs> <the> guys' <laughs> penis sizes just by uh, talking to them. <laughs> I'll I'll talk to the SAG after representatives tomorrow and ask if I could do puppetry of the penis.
1: Oh, because you're on strike for SAG after also.
0: To see if my if my penis can cross the picket line. <laughs> 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 Did you get the picture I sent you? Oh
1: no! Shall I open the picture you sent me? Oh no! <laughs> okay, wait a, hold on a second. So this yeah these guys are just kind of twist and scroped for ninety minutes.
0: Kip and I probably won't uh, be doing the podcast much more once we get these jobs.
1: <laughs> uh, here's the, here it is on Yelp: Puppetry of the Penis. Does the show ticket include admission to the museum? Answer: Yes, it does. Chad Z.
0: Museum of Penises. Uh, they... Let's show you uh, a they history the of the penis throughout the years. <laughs>
1: And do they still take volunteers from the audience and teach them to do the trick? As of early August, they were not due to COVID. This guy gives a one-star, Sergio, and says uh, there is nothing special about this show. Your money is better spent for 59 ticks to the Blue Man group. Probably, they, somebody better tell this guy that their dongs aren't out.
0: The Blue Balls group. <laughs> Gotta go check those guys out.
1: lastly squeezing your balls together not puppetry what do you think doug uh you're not puppetry
0: well they say it's puppetry of the penis Mm -hmm. I, i i get a pretty good idea of what they're talking about through that the cast was not
1: the same guys advertised on the site (laughs) <laughs> Notice the difference between the dogs. <laughs> and he says, "I saw three couples leave after the first thirty minutes of the show, doing stupid tricks with your sweaty hands and penises. Simply gross. I work in executive management for a hotel here in Vegas, and I would never recommend this show to any of my guests. Go out and have a great meal with your one hundred dollars instead. And
0: just- it should be, uh yeah, the puppetry of the penis should be dinner theater." <laughs>
1: if i could give it zero stars i would uh here's a good one from chris r omg got these tickets for a sister reunion knowing that we would all appreciate a good dirty laugh boy were we disappointed the chairs in the theater are horrible no cushions packed so tight you could do the penis tricks on your neighbor now that's sexual assault Yeah, it was actually disturbingly painful to watch them stretch, slap, tuck, bend, and compress their genitals. We left midway through. Save your money, and play with your own package. for it must your be, friends. Like if you need to. Your so life, guys, life. if you don't want to, if you're there in a bachelor party and you're not uh, thinking about <laughs> spending the money to go out see a show, just it says play with your own package for your friends right you do your own show in the suite
0: your uh life must flash before your eyes when you're contorting your penis at this show for the audience and <laughs> people just get <laughs> up and leave
1: <laughs> uh, you're like
0: what am i doing <laughs> this is the
1: this is what would be a
0: five-star one from Lana
1: who says, as my husband said, the scrotum skin is loose, but the show is tight.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, that's a great review.
0: Yeah. I'm going to see which uh, episode of Real Sex that was in.
1: you this one. This person, he gives it five stars and says. This non-sexual show may be located in a sexy place, but these guys are serious about origami.
0: Hell yeah! Oh, here it is, episode twenty nine, penis puppeteers. Here's here's what was in Real Sex episode one, Kip. Okay. Uh, how to strip for your man? he's <laughs> class taught by La Gioconda. Okay. Um, a family business, a husband and wife strip couple filmed at Big Al's in Peoria, Illinois.
1: God. Oh, no, thank you. Uh,
0: sex for One, a masturbation class for women taught by Betty Dodson, Ph.D.
1: <laughs> Sexy.
0: <laughs> e- and a Portrait of a Virgin, a 31-year-old virgin, talks about her chaste lifestyle and how she plans to wait to have sex until she is married. Yeah. A, yeah. Interesting. They
1: took on the topic, didn't they?
0: So there were 33 episodes. And they range from 1990 to 2009.
1: Ah, huh. wow. Good run, man. It's like uh, like uh, 60 minutes numbers.
0: A little trivia. What is the longest running television show where middle-aged women masturbate in the woods? <laughs> the real sex. <laughs> All right. Have we bored our listeners enough?
1: But well, don't worry, we've got some real boring stuff coming up after <laughs> the break.
3: <laughs> uh, can we take a break? Yeah, we need, need a break. break
1: because you can because you know I need one.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna get give you one. <laughs>
3: it to the top give me a break i'm looking forward get behind me pull out every stop i want a happy ending i'm tired of pretending won't let them get the best of me whoa
1: we're back (laughs) we're back from the break and better than ever you again topless edge is brought to you as always by sherwin williams paints from your crystals to your plants surround your color chips with your personal design inspirations free color chips help you see and compare your color choices against your furnishing and decor choices Get designer tips on how to best use color samples. Check out our curated color collections and check out with up to 10 free color chips mailed straight to your door if you use the code TOSPASSAGE. TOSPASSAGE and Sherwin-Williams like listening to paint dry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also brought to you by Coca-Cola. Cool, crisp, refreshing, just like Doug from
0: wasage. Like listening to Coca-Cola. <laughs> and by Redfin. Looking for Google. a house in Iowa for no reason? <laughs> They're cheap. Why don't you move to Iowa?
1: And brought to you by Google. Google Tosposage for 25% off the podcast at Redbubble. Doug, I'm just enjoying a, uh, a nice, tall, ice-cold fountain mist—the uh, knockoff Mountain Dew for the, from the Soda Stream folks.
0: Oh, nice, delicious fountain delicious mist.
1: Fountain mist,
0: like the mist around. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, there are natural fountains in the world. You're thinking of a drinking fountain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's sort of mimic the
1: exact color of a drinking fountain—neon green. <laughs> <laughs> What's weak this week, Doug?
0: What's weak this week?
1: The new shirts are in. Well, then we got these the new shirts. You remember the snafu we had last time with the shirts, right? Uh, the the F shirts? Yeah, the F shirt. They came yeah. in and both the arms were on one side. Right, and right, right. So, this, so I explained to them that both the arms have to be on the same on different sides. Mm-hmm. For the shirt to function for most people
0: Right, 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 right.
1: The people with the arms on the same side of their body love the have shirts.
0: Oh yeah. No. They, they, they those
1: they are all five-star reviews from those people. Okay. So anyway, I talked to the people over the factory, right? And I got these new ones. And uh this is uh almost they almost got it right. It's a it's a t shirt, but it's inverted. Imagine an upside down T where the sleeves are at the very bottom. Mm-hmm so beautiful sleeves though beautiful lovely sleeves i i nice think you color, have the nice shirt
0: upside down
1: no that's the, that's what you think you could try it you could try to wear it like that but it would have a very large neck and a very small waist oh i see okay yeah yep oh it's i i'm staring at one right now and it's a bit of a mind bender i just i, I
0: still i'm trying to figure it out exactly. I got it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it, might, it might work as like if you put your legs through the sleeves as some sort of leotard situation. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see. It. I, see it. I would. I, see I would it. try and make the most out of it. Oh yeah. So uh, let us know.
1: Go check us out on the website. You can purchase your brand new Toss Blissage leotards.
0: Buy one, get twelve free. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, okay, Doug. Are you ready for the next part of the podcast?
0: Yeah, I think it's about time uh for our guest. He's already here. here we are. Oh, this is so exciting. Neil, you know how this podcast works. I
2: do. Ladies I do. and
0: gentlemen, our our guest this evening. This <laughs> are you listening in the evening, everybody? <laughs> our guest this evening is Neil Wax, LA local LA legend and uh he's an artist, and um I said bon vivant earlier, but uh
3: I think that tracks yeah that's that's one hundred percent
0: anything you'd like to add? you nailed it okay perfect i mean he, neil what? is neil is joining us for uh everyone's third favorite segment. what else you got? <laughs> where uh, we go around in a circle telling each other what else we got. Yeah. And uh, he's really gonna shake things up for us. You know? <laughs> that's the word on the street. People have been talking about this appearance for quite some time. I, I think we just go ahead and begin. Um, Kip, do you wanna start off with what else sure. you got? Sure,
1: I'll start off. Okay. I'm, I was looking for a new mouse for my computer. Uh huh. I, I, I was looking for a wired mouse Why? You got the you got the wired <laughs> mouse wired business mouse you got your rat for looking at porn all uh-huh. right but anyway i was looking for a new mouse and i it came across this review from this guy I was horrified by this mouse that he got this is from danny he gives it one star and he <laughs> writes uh while the mouse is well made it feels like something from a nightmare the smooth, unctuous, yet very slightly furry plastic which yields to pressure, (laughs) the squishy pressure required to press its fleshy switches,
2: the (laughs) viscous
1: travel of its base, over a desk as if it's been varnished with mucus and in contrast the clean metallic steel of the scroll wheel embedded in its cranium stroking the wheel feels like stroking the electrode in the head of a doomed mammal in biosecurity level four laboratory
0: there is tragedy here this guy just needs to like enter more short story contests
1: yeah that's a type of one-star review for sure yeah. a short story contest <laughs> what else you got?
3: All right. Well, I got one. This is from Goodreads.com. Okay. And and this is a review of Garfield at Large, which was Garfield's first book. (laughs) Okay. Okay. now, Now in the Garfield Classics line. The first Garfield book. Okay. And this review is from John, who I follow. Uh, I clicked the follow button. And this was a review from John from August of 2009. And his review is one star for this book, the first book. The review is four words, piece of shit cat. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's what he's got for Garfield. And it stands I mean. out because... I really, I really I was hustling here because Doug asked me to do this not, not too long ago, <laughs> and I figured that one star refuses of Garfield would would be abundant, but he is really beloved. Oh, he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. in all in all media, yeah, well, people connect with him, huh? They really, they really seem to. Doug, what do you got?
0: Well, it's funny when when I knew you were sort of going to lean into the Garfield stuff, I wanted to look up some Garfield stuff too. Oh. And I think we had some overlap, but I'll, I'll read a very brief review of the Garfield movie, which uh, I wouldn't consider beloved because it wasn't really controlled by the Garfield estate so much, hmm. you know, hmm. it wasn't uh what's his name? John Davis, Jim, Jim, Jim Davis, Jim Davis, John Arbuckle is the, yeah. Garfield's a fictional owner. Anyway, so this is a review for the movie Garfield, and it is also brief, and is given one one half of one star and letterboxed. And Olivia says, "Whatever, nothing matters." Whoa! Yeah, that was a review. <laughs> oh, ouch! <Yeah. laughs> and then I—I I don't know if you saw this five-star review from Carmen uh, about Garfield at large on Goodreads, Neil, but she said five stars. I laughed a whole lot while reading this. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more five star reviews though. You, you are correct in saying that uh, he's
3: beloved. I, I'll give you a one star uh, of the movie also that I found. Yes. This one's a little, little confounding because Miles cuts more you know, on IMDb uh, says, Garfield, the movie is awful, and I hate it. Garfield 2 is a masterpiece, though. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's called A Tale of Two Kitties.
0: Oh, yeah. It takes
3: place in in
0: England. <laughs> oh, it's a Dickensian sort of movie. Hmm. That's right, I see. That's the, right. The, uh, the urban legend surrounding the first Garfield is that Bill Murray agreed to do it because he thought the Cohen brothers were
3: involved. But it That's was right because a fellow named Joel Cohen, <laughs> a, a no relation, wrote it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. And they tripped um, him.
3: <laughs> you know what else you got? I do have one more for the movie. And so this is from uh, a fellow named TV All Star 99. Okay. <laughs> right. I was warned by my brother, don't go see this movie, he said. You will turn off your DVD after half an hour. And his prediction came true. What were the makers thinking while writing this movie? Garfield is a comic where the joke is made in three pictures. And Garfield is the charismatic cat with the strange sense of humor. <laughs> nothing no, nothing is left of him. <laughs> and then the animation. Everybody is real except garfield it looks very nice but it is too difficult yet some (laughs) interaction with the real people don't look too real the makers tried to put this into a story and failed hopelessly and i dare to say this whilst i didn't see even the whole movie what a waste of talent mr murray why did you do it avoid this movie or better rent and burn it so no one will ever watch it Ooh strong strong words
0: yeah and illegal do you,
3: <laughs>
0: do, you,
1: do, you, do you think that um bill murray phones it in in this movie or do you think he's like i actually a pretty good garfield for this reason like, i kind of want to see it now just to see
0: the murray performance i think his dryness would be okay for it but yeah I'm not sure a bad fo- fit i'm sure he it's phoned not it a bad in. fit
2: for garfield oh, yeah.
0: honestly sure you know? Kip, what else you got? Oh, I got
1: this. Uh, this is one from a, uh, a breakfast place that I went to the other day in Glendale. It's called Beebies. No, um, person, it. I've been there several times. You been there? You been to that place? Oh yeah, yeah. It's good, right? Yeah. They make like oh, these yeah. crazy pancakes and stuff. It's awesome. No, it's, it's wonderful. Um, but this person says this experience gives me the impression that Beebies is not passionate about their food. They're for profit. <laughs> Another one of these people that uh, <laughs> thinks that this restaurant business is trying to make money.
0: Oh, it's not a nonprofit restaurant. No, no it's it's
1: all money. they care about is making money on their business.
0: <laughs> I thought of yeah. a, I thought of a sick burn. This isn't. This ain't no nonprofit. All five hundred one. See you later. Yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> Doug, what else you got?
0: Uh, This one is uh, Not a review but the summary For Garfield's third book Called Garfield Bigger Than Life Okay. And I thought For those uninitiated in Garfield
1: This is a book written by Garfield Or a book (laughs) containing the old A bunch of different Garfield strips
0: A bunch of different Garfield strips Um, And It says Garfield uh, Just like Neil Bon vivant of cats <laughs> Lazy, sassy, grouchy, and downright delightful. John, his owner. Liz, the veterinarian. Ooh. Irma, oh, yeah. Irma, the waitress. Lyman, John's friend. Odie, just a dog. Nermal, a cute kitten, and Pooky, Garfield's very own teddy bear. Together again, they're in Garfield's world now, and what he says goes for everyone.
3: <laughs> i, I, mean, not, I, I right. have to wonder is that the original back jacket copy or do you think that was that was written after uh years later to sort of like uh because they mentioned that's the very great great expansion of the Garfield universe they're really cementing uh lots of uh characters in that in the ip there you know right normal and and Irma and and I confess that I had those books. I had the first, probably the first like six treasuries. I remember that one: the Garfield tips the scales or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. What was it called?
0: Well, there's bigger it's than big life, up. and then there's bigger a, than life. Yeah, there's another one too. That's yeah. I called, had them
3: on my shelf. The little they were like four inches high, and I, yeah, I had I had those, and mm-hmm. I remember all those characters: Lyman, who was he was just a mustache, and normal the, the the cute kitten.
0: Yeah, Lyman uh, lit, Lyman was John's housemate.
3: Right or yeah, yeah, or roommate or, yeah. or something.
0: yeah. But the second book was called Garfield Gains Weight. I think my sister had all these too, and I probably read them all at some point. Uh, you
1: guys are real historians. <laughs> yeah,
3: you, you guys are both Garfield historians? I didn't. Realize. It's a burden. It's a burden. <laughs> I didn't know there are these terrible Gar- Garfield plush toys. These fakes on uh, Timu Timu Do you know? Yeah. Do you know Timu? Oh TV yeah, tea. okay, yeah. right. So one of the best things about them is their names um, because they they do have great listings. there's one that's just called Fat Cat Dumb Doll plus Big Fat Cat Doll <laughs> Plush Toy Children's Doll Birthday Gift Girl. <laughs> that's pretty good, right? That's, yeah, that's worth something. And then Plush Toy Ugly Cute Fat Cat Dumb Doll Cute Cat Orange Cat Doll as Children's Doll Girl Girl, Girl, Girl Doll Birthday Gift Doll. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a good yeah. i Bat just sent kip the uh the, the picture <laughs> you sent me oh earlier. yeah
1: no i had not i had not seen this
0: <laughs> fat orange <laughs> plush cat stuffed That's animal amazing. toy lifelike yellow tabby makes, cat kitty yeah
1: the name makes a lot more sense now that i've seen the picture <laughs> you,
3: Do you do have one of these D- me okay. how much is that you got to get that i don't I, I don't have dollars 27 four dollars or eleven dollars and twenty eight cents. Yeah. They're showing you; they're flashing different prices for you. But Timu only—you can only filter <laughs> reviews by four stars or three stars. <laughs> so, uh, it's very hard to find uh, poor ne- negative reviews of Timu merchandise. <laughs> uh, but That's when you do find me. it, the common term is uh, disfigured. That people are concerned oh. about the the disfigured condition. Of their fat cat dumb doll plush toy when it <laughs> arrives.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> it does look like I mean it's it's on death's door, this uh, plush toy. Like it, it really t- is. It does look like it was gonna went tried to cross the freeway
1: and were hit by cars <laughs> traveling both directions.
0: Yeah, wandered wandered in after like uh, a six week bender where they yeah. lost everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is great though. I want I wanna see a comic strip about this cat. <laughs> it's fucking crazy.
3: There are some good five star reviews uh, written by them. Yeah. Um but there was one there's one that I liked. just it just said <laughs> Gorefunkel. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to I like getting names wrong, personally. <laughs> That's well, that's, that's a good
0: name always... for an off-brand Garfield, though. Gore that's a great show, wouldn't it? Yeah,
1: that show, <laughs> Gore and... Well,
0: was was Heath was Heathcliff before Garfield or after? Well, that's a good question. Is it? Because I could see Heathcliff being like a 1960s comic strip or something, but. I feel like oh. it was just a response to Garfield, and they made a TV show. The listeners show. must know this. <laughs>
3: see. I, I know heath that was drawn by George Gately. Oh. And and he might have been older than, than Garfield, because he was like a hipster, like, jazz beatnik cat. Right. 1976.
1: That's, that predates be,
0: Garfield. Yeah. Heathcliff
1: is 1976.
0: What's Garfield? Seventy eight like, is when the first strips
1: that uh, fucking rip off. There you go. You know, yeah. you know it's a Heathcliff rip-off.
3: Right, a clone. Well, you a know regular...
0: it could have been parallel thinking. It's such a good idea. Uh history the, rhymes. The history orange rhymes. the orange cat, a funny orange cat that
3: bad cat dumb doll plush toy. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: this one says that um that uh, Garfield, (laughs) before hitting the big time, it was a smaller local strip called John. Oh. They didn't didn't lean into the cat at all. They just thought this John would be a
0: lead character in a comic strip.
3: Right. Interesting.
0: Here's a uh, five-star review for Garfield's second book, which is called Garfield Gains Weight. And this is from Erin, and she writes... Jim Davis is a fucking crazy genius. <laughs> he draws Garfield with bold strokes and a bolder heart. Garfield huh. can be a dick to Odie and Normal, but you can't blame him. John's kind of a puss. <laughs> That's
3: how it is. Can I, I'm going to jump ahead. Uh, 70 books into the future. to the, his, his 71st collection called Garfield. Wow. What Leftovers. Okay. <laughs> and Good this one. is from Amazon.com, who sells books. <laughs> I was not informed this was at least second-hand. I have received a battered, chewed, ex-library book. whole thing is bent, wrinkled. <laughs> Every page has the corner chewed of by human teeth. Not happy. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> and you, I could do that in a British accent. You must have to listen in a British accent, because that is from the united kingdom <laughs> oh and then also somebody uh was upset garfield bigger than life his uh third book this is one that i remember and uh here jan song says no sexual assault in children's books please this book <laughs> cool. depicts a sexual assault with what? humor it's jan- john he does yeah. make a pass he makes a pass at, at uh at arlene oh i think they they begin to date The way this one is, there's three-panel, you know, it's a three-panel deal. The first strip is, how about going out with me? I wouldn't go out with you if you were the last man on earth. Uh, Pause. Then how about sometime after that? And Garfield is thinking, that's a good one. And then Uh the second one, it's, why won't you go with me? Mm -hmm. Because I hate your gut. (laughs) Does this mean marriage is out of the question? And Garfield says, Don Quixote strikes again. <laughs> Whoa. And then on the third is how about a date? No way. And then instead of a pause, he grabs the woman and he kisses her. Ooh. Says, Great, see you at eight. And Garfield says, if you can't convince them, confuse them. <laughs> uh-huh. It's a little slightly problematic.
0: After hearing um Neil describe this comic strip, which is a great podcasting yeah. uh, thing yeah. to do. I'm gonna make it my life's work to make sure Jim Davis gets canceled.
3: <laughs> yeah, I remember being kids, you know, being, you know, f- fifteen, sixteen, you know, getting high and thinking like, you know, it was it was much funnier just to read them aloud, which is close <laughs> to the Garfield without Garfield thing, yeah. you know. No, I love
1: it. It is a podcast. <laughs> that is a podcast. <laughs> if you want to use this as a backdoor pilot
0: for your podcast, you can. We'll call it <laughs> cease and desist. <laughs> I love it. I I agree with you, Neil, that I was expecting a lot more one-star reviews. One guy, I didn't have time to get into it, who gave him two stars and wrote a very lengthy, like, (laughs) historical review. His name is Josiah, and he really goes in-depth. Doug, will you
1: you read that one for the Patreon subscribers? (laughs) Will you? (laughs) So I'll hold it back. From him behind a paywall. Doug describing <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> another guy describing the Garfield.
0: Uh, hit it, Doug. Okay, here this is a review for his third book. And Josiah says two stars. Here we are with volume three of Jim Davis's newspaper comic strip Garfield. So this is a very dry review. Yeah, yeah. Banning August 27th, 1979 through March 30th, 1980. The evolution of the characters continues, though not as noticeably as in the first two books. Mm -hmm. Garfield walks on all fours sometimes, though he stands up on his haunches more than in 1978. (laughs) Then he says, Nirmal the kitten is introduced September 3rd, page 7, when his owners, John's parents, go on vacation.
1: Want to hear more? Subscribe
0: to the Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) boom it's time to move on to the final segment of the show anything else kip do you have anything else nope nothing else fresh out of reviews neil do you have anything else i love you oh thank you all right that was something else (laughs) <laughs> Doug, do I have anything else? No, do you have anything else? <laughs> I I I really don't. I do not have anything else. Great. Uh, that's great. So we're done. That's it. That's it. We're awesome. done. Awesome. We've another podcast in the books to go into the another one bites the dust. Of Congress. Yep. And remember, folks, you don't have to listen to this podcast. You can listen to another one. Is that my saying? I forget what I said. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of other podcasts out there. Yeah. If you don't like this one, why don't you try another one? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, remember to email us, tosswissage at gmail.com. Nobody has ever emailed us. One million episodes. <laughs> tosswissage at gmail.com. Kip, what's your sign off? Uh, oh, I just wanted to say to
1: give us a review. If we need a one-star review. We're trying for the perfect one star so like it or hate it you gotta rate it
0: one star boom 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 boom, boom.
1: you'll be hearing from us boing that's mine Ear art. And now, exclusively for our Patreon listeners, it's Doug reading another nugget from
0: Josiah's review of the Garfield book. Lyman, Odie's owner and John Arbuckle's housemate, appears less, but he's still involved. Garfield generally one-ups Odie, but everyone gets their moment in the sun as the new decade begins. The 1980s was arguably Garfield at its very best. (laughs) This is a fucking two-star review. It's bananas. The detail he goes into.
1: And now for our Platinum subscribers, Kip and Doug talking about the show, Give Me a Break. For a really long time. Enjoy. I wish this was a video podcast. Only so that they could see Nell Carter vacuum up that fish (laughs) every episode. (laughs)
0: Uh, It says the series starred Nell Carter as the housekeeper for a widowed police chief, Dolph Sweet, and his three daughters. Yeah, but that was uh, um, Joy Lawrence's like big debut. Yep, seasons three through six, six seasons. Holy moly! Um, this is just Patreon, right? Give me a break. Won several Emmys, including outstanding lead actress, Nell Carter.
1: She was awesome. She was awesome in that show.
0: Joey Lawrence. Nominated, nominated for young artist award. Oh, the the old guy was, or, you know, the guy, the head of the household, as they would have called him back then. Sure. Uh, Uh, was a real stern looking fella whose real name was Dolph Sweet.
2: Oh, I
1: remember
0: that guy. Yeah. He was one of those who must've been, um, born before Adolf Hitler was like, uh, you know, someone you would no longer name a child after. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Dolph Sweet,
1: uh, attended the university of Alabama, Doug.
0: Oh, did he play football there? He that would be
1: uh, uh He was called away from his education for a tour of duty in World War II in the 44th Bombardment Group of the Eighth Air Force. He was a navigator on a B 24 Liberator bomber aircraft and was shot down over Romania in Operation Tidal Wave and, and spent two years as a prisoner of war jesus <laughs> he joined other pows and putting on short plays in the prison camp leading to an interest in acting when he returned from the war
0: that's what got him his uh amazing first story.
1: that's an amazing story he did play professional football too
0: um in the that's series
1: that's an acting bug man that's amazing
2: that been with Sag.